Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you to be a ninja Darren and Lito will tell you how They can't do it themselves Because they're not that strong This is the American Ninja Warrior Song Hello everyone and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior Rahapa Podcast I'm your host Taryn Armstrong And with me today is Lita How you doing Lita? I'm good. I am jet lagged. I just got back from Scotland and I'm going to resist doing a Scottish accent for the entire podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I mean, I know that you you personally love my accent work after our Australian episode. Mm. We don't need to be reminded of that. <laughs> Ow. So rude. Oh, God. <laughs> no. This whole podcast is just going to be Lita interjecting with you. Well, actually, in Scotland, what happens is that uh, um, maybe there's a Scottish American ninja warrior. I didn't. I didn't watch. Do we have a Scottish ninja? I feel like there's probably somebody that runs in a kilt. Uh, probably, but yeah, wouldn't wouldn't. I mean, you would know better than I as a Scottish native. I think you spent a lot more time in Scotland in your life than I have. <laughs> Notice how how nobody has heard of it though. <laughs> Wow. That's because you didn't go to Scotland during the run of this podcast. I think some people might be wondering why there wasn't an episode last week. Yes. Well, it was because Lita was in Scotland. And also we uh, knew the future and we knew that there wouldn't be an episode this week. And so we decided that, uh, you know, you had an episode last week, but no episode this week. So what you really wanted, we could tell, was a podcast. Yeah, exactly. To make up for it. And people just needed time to marinate in all of the secret life of pets, mm. merchandise, and just to really let it sink in before we unpacked it for them. Yes, it was interesting watching this episode uh, after <laughs> The Secret Life of Pets came out and knowing that it did pretty poorly in the box office. Did it? Because this movie has to have the largest advertising buzz- budget I have ever seen in my life. It is. It sponsors everything. Everything? I have seen this sponsored like i have seen SponCon for secret life of pets on so many different shows on instagram like everywhere i feel like i feel like it showed up like i don't know maybe during the bachelorette or something but i i don't know there was like some other show that i watched like right after american Ninja Warrior that also had secret life of pets spawn hmm that's uh that's curious well i mean i think the uh 
the studio that had made that made this movie has had a pretty successful run of movies. And I think the first Secret Life of Pets was a surprise hit. And so they were probably expecting this to do pretty well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it was that they were they sponsored a progressive commercial during The Bachelorette. But I had like just watched American Enjoy and was like, what is going on? They have taken over everything. Um, what studio is it? Um, I think it's like Illumination or something. Can I have a hot take about this? Um, sure. I, I liked the Secret Life of that stuff. I really liked the dog warped wall. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was it was. In, I mean, once we saw one dog go up it, though, I felt like I'd seen them all go up it. Yeah, I just feel like as far as like interlude content, that is much more fun to watch than just like a trailer for Jurassic Park or Akbar going to Harry Potter World or Matt, I guess. I don't yeah, know. yeah, it's, it's certainly better than that. I mean, for as far as themes go, having like cute animals, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like they do a lot of stupid sponsored stuff. And this was my favorite of all of them, especially Kevin Carbone's dog. Yes. Um, I, I, my, my favorite was the dog that went up the steps. Yes. It's just a smart move. Yes. <laughs> Clearly just outsmarted all of the other dogs. Right. Um, <laughs> speaking of nonsense, did you watch Matt and Akbar's lip sync battle? I, I did not. <laughs> So Akbar's was like fine. He did bust a move and like didn't seem to know all of the words. And it was like, whatever. He was wearing like a wig. Um, and then Matt in full drag did believe by share, like in share drag. He had like lingerie and fishnets and a leather jacket and a big wig um, and did know all of the words. And um, it was fine. Lip sync battle is never going to entertain me, but he clearly won. There you go. Matt is a better lip syncer. Yeah, it was just a better choice of song. And, you know, Matt looks good in drag. Okay. Uh, so we uh, we do have a course here to talk about in Atlanta. Uh, episode two of season 11 of American Ninja Warrior. And this course starts with the shrinking steps. Then off the hook, which was an obstacle where you basically grabbed a little um, circle thing. Some might say a ring. A ring, you might call it. <laughs> Uh, which is on a, it was less of a hook and more of a peg. I feel like uh -huh. both of them were really pegs. Uh, and you, you, you basically, you, you take it, you swing, and then you have to pull it off the peg and land it on the next peg, which was on another swing thing. And then you swing across to the end. Um, it seemed not super difficult. Well, obviously it wasn't a hook. The obstacle is called on off the hook, not on the hook. <laughs> I, I guess so, but it still says that there's a hook. No, it says that there's no hook because you're off of it. Mm, but if you're off of it, then it is still somewhere. It's somewhere in the world. There are hooks. <laughs> you sound like me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so then from off the hook, they go straight into block run, which is the uh, agility obstacle, the balance obstacle. Uh, it's a series of blocks that uh, spin as you run over them. And then uh, into bouncing spider, which is, uh, you know, you, you jump on a, a mini trampoline, a very mini trampoline into the spider wall thing that we all know and love. And then you drop from the spider wall onto, I would call it like if there's uh okay, here, here's what I'd say. I'd say the first trampoline is a micro trampoline. And then the oh, second okay. trampoline is a mini trampoline. 
like micro USB and mini USB. Is micro smaller? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. But right. it's, yeah, because they're both small. You can't just say like small and medium. Right. Like, compared to what? But we, exactly. But the, the mini is much bigger than the micro. <laughs> And much more difficult to navigate. And so what I, I don't know if this has been there before, but this certainly the first time I can remember them really talking about it a lot. There's a circle in the middle of the mini trampoline that they have to bounce off of onto one of the three columns uh, of, I don't know. I don't know what those things are made of. Foam, maybe? Maybe. I, I would hope so. I Although I guess you. it made that one guy's face bleed. So maybe it's not foam. Yeah, it's probably somewhere between foam and cement. <laughs> There are a lot of cement workers that compete <laughs> exactly. on the show. There's so many concrete workers. Uh, so then they have to grab onto one of those columns and then swing over and, and dismount, hook their leg around the uh, the thingy mabobber. Um, so then they go from that onto another new obstacle called the Ferris wheel, which was a uh, two. Ferris wheels, essentially two circles of uh, of handles that uh, you had to either climb up or down and it would spin. So if you climbed up, then it would uh, spin down and you have, you have to like hold on as it uh, crashed down to the lowest point that it would go. Then you had to transition to the next one and go up and down again. Or you could go uh, the lower path, which is easier in the sense that you don't have to climb. But because it spins as you traverse uh, you know, uh, to the to the right, um, further toward the uh, the end of the obstacle, it would spin, and you'd have to transition more often. Um, so we really only saw, I think, one person attempt the lower uh, path. Uh, pretty much everyone else went up, uh, which I thought was interesting. I felt like it was maybe actually more. I don't know. It's, I, uh, it depends on your arm strength, but right. So my my theory is that. It's so towards the end of the course that I feel like you just want to get through it quicker um, rather than just like take the time to let your arms burn out Mm. because it's going to be harder, but quicker to go the top way. And it's going to be longer, but more strenuous to go the bottom way. Uh, Yeah, I feel like maybe it's it's like grip versus just like overall upper body, like what's going to run out first. And I think most of the time you'd say grip, which is why you'd probably go up to try to get through it as fast as possible. Um, But if you're not like trained on how to go up, then I think you're probably going to uh, burn through your grip even faster as you try to go up because you're going to grip really hard as you reach up. Um, So I feel like maybe maybe it would have been a good uh, opportunity to try going lower, but none of them really did. So, uh, you know, who knows what I know? Maybe they had better advice than than I have watching it at home. Someone having better American Ninja Warrior advice, advice than you? I mean, we know it's very unlikely, but yeah, that just allowing for the possibility. Okay, that's very generous of you. Yeah. Um, then they head into the warped wall and the mega wall. And this episode finally fulfilled my uh, predictions of a lot more people are going to get up the mega wall this season. Yeah. Um, so we get into the runs here. We start with Mindy Hilton, the 39-year-old marketing director. Um, She survived cancer and her husband divorced her. Sad, sad. Yeah, and in the package, it seems like the latter was much more devastating than the former. (laughs) Yes, I initially just wrote, her husband divorced her. Very sad. And then they talked about her being a cancer survivor, and I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, it seems like they're like, yeah, she made it through cancer and like all of this awful stuff, but then her life was ruined <laughs> by a man leaving her. Um, she, <laughs> she, when she made the, when she went on off the hook, she made the transition and then while she was still on the obstacle, it was just like kicking her legs. She was so excited. It's yeah. Like, oh she- boy. She did way better than I thought she was going to, considering that, like, right away they hit her with the, like, she's had limited ninja training, but no matter what she does, she's going to have fun. Yes. So it's like she's definitely going out on the first and second obstacle. So she did better than I thought. I I will say, I did feel like this course overall was, uh, I would say, almost considerably easier than the previous one that we saw. Yeah. I think that we saw a lot of people make it to the fourth uh obstacle we saw a lot of people uh complete the whole course i'm pretty sure that in the previous um episode the la qualifying let me just take a quick look here uh yeah we had uh, a few people we had four people qualify that were on spring forward uh which was i think what the second or third obstacle uh spring forward was the third obstacle so we had uh, we had four people qualify from the third who failed at the third obstacle we had three people qualify who failed at the fourth obstacle in uh in atlanta the only people that made it through to the city finals failed at the ferris wheel the final the second to last obstacle so um we had a lot of people get a lot further is the point yeah maybe people in atlanta are just way more talented than people in los angeles maybe <laughs> um so uh yes she made it through off the hook uh akbar tells us you just have to hit the white dot in the middle of the trampoline on bouncing spider but she does not quite manage to do that she um was a little little far forward and uh she grabs the, the 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 pole the column but then falls back onto the trampoline which disqualifies her yeah rude mm. you didn't call her a bam a bam oh yes. she had bam on her shirt <laughs> yeah apparently that stands for badass mom <gasps> you didn't know that i was wondering what what it was for they said it i mean it's not a real thing that exists b-a-m-f is a thing bamf yeah yes I don't think we're allowed to say that on this podcast. <laughs> I have never said a swear word in my entire life. <laughs> so I wouldn't care. Yes. Well, uh, you know, I, I guess of, of all the, the mother acronyms, I guess uh, BAM is, is not a bad one. Um, all the mother acronyms? <laughs> oh, like Moms Against Drunk Driving? Yes. Um, so next up is Glenn Davis, a 56 year old gym owner. He's the oldest competitor of the night and Akbar is not going to let us forget that. Yeah. Is it legal to be older than Travis Rosen on the night that Travis Rosen is competing? No, because then they have to say one of the oldest competitors of the night when Travis runs. Yeah. So rude. And Akbar is like, yeah, he's very in disbelief about this guy's age. He was like, I need to see this guy's birth certificate, which in this day and age is a big yikes for me. Yeah. What? He's not 56. I want to see his birth certificate. Yeah. No. Does he have young knees or old knees? (laughs) He also says he's old enough to be a grandfather. And it's like, yeah, I mean, technically anyone over like 30 is old enough to be a grandfather given like biology, but he is too old to be playing on a Ferris wheel. <laughs> a Ferris wheel is the most grandfatherly of all rides at, at an amusement park besides maybe the merry-go-round. But does a grandfather play 
on the Ferris wheel. You can't play on a Ferris wheel. Oh. Unless you bring like a board game because it takes so long. <laughs> I, I'm a notorious Ferris wheel hater. I am too, actually. I'm not, not, a, big, not a big fan. Yeah, because... The fun part, it's not like I like heights just because I like to be up high at an amusement park. I don't mind heights because they are the way to do something fun is to go up and then back down really fast on a roller coaster. But to be on a ride that takes you up high just for the sake of it very slowly and then you just have to sit there, not my thing. I don't like heights that much. I'm convinced that Ferris wheels exist for one person to be like, Come on, let's go on the Ferris wheel. And another person would be like, oh, fine. Or for romantic settings in rom-coms. That's also what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for for them to pay the guy to stop it so that they have to work out their issues and then kiss at the top. Yes. But I, I'm still convinced that one of them doesn't want to be there. Oh, definitely. Yes. It's but always the case. that's the case in many relationships doing anything. <laughs> Hopefully not. Oh. <laughs> um so he uh he just couldn't hold on to the final drop on the ferris wheel he came very close to getting through it yeah but he can't take travis rosen's thunder of course not he's not allowed uh he did manage to uh to qualify for the city finals though he was uh one of the one of the final final qualifiers Good for Glenn Davis. Yes. Um, Glenn Davis is a name that may, sounds so familiar to me. Are you thinking of Glendale? No. <laughs> um, I Googled it and there's a baseball player. I guarantee you it's not That's that. Not. And my phone also thinks that I'm trying to talk to it. Um, <laughs> Did you name your phone Glenn Davis? Is that why it's familiar? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Instead of Siri, it's Glenn Davis. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, Anyway, next up was a montage starting with Kevin Sadler, who is a ballet dancer who did not have the footwork for the dancing steps, uh, which dancing steps, shrinking steps. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> there used to be the dancing stones. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, either I wrote dancing steps or they said dancing steps, but uh, I'm pretty sure it meant shrinking steps. <laughs> Then was Grace Sims, a uh, wedding photographer. Also, uh, speaking of weddings, married to Brett Sims, um, who is another competitor. And she was out on the bouncing spider. Yeah, she looks really pretty. Um, this was also the point, this montage where I was like, I did say I was in on the secret life of pet spawn with like the actual dogs, but the little cut-ins of like oh. quotes from the movie were unwatchable. Terrible. <laughs> I, I had so to, annoying. I had to make a note of that at the end of the month. I was like, and we're going to have reactions from the pets of secret life of pets. And it was like, these are not reactions. These are just like, <laughs> Like, okay, what are some random shots in the movie that uh, because if if these were custom reactions, they're the worst custom reactions I've ever seen. No, they're definitely just little clips from the movie. Yeah. And, and if and if that's the case, they should not have bothered because these do not fit at all. <laughs> yeah, was, it's just like was, a cat being like, I could do that. There was one clip that fit in the entire episode. And that was, uh, I, I don't remember who it was, but there was an, uh, 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 a ninja that came up and one of the dogs was like, Oh, if I had his body or something like that, uh, which like is weird, but like <laughs> maybe makes at least a little bit of sense. Yeah. Um, are there cats with abs? <laughs> dogs. That's, a dog is not a cat with abs. No, I'm saying that it was a dog. Oh, <laughs> I 
they should have had cats run up the wall. The cats would have done nothing. They would have just sat there. <laughs> my cat could have ran up that wall. I'm sure you could. My cat is so fat. She would have just laid down and waited for a belly rub. I'm sure Kellis is an American Ninja Warrior cat. Mine is not. Yeah, Maria just wants to sleep. Um, so uh, Gray Sims was out on the Bouncing Spider, but does qualify as the fifth of the top five women of the night. Um, then we had Caleb Wilson. Sorry, Caleb Watson, uh, the farmer that uh, Lita is a big fan of. I don't remember this person. He was uh, the fastest time in qualifying in, I think, last year or two years ago. Okay. He was what big is on he- farming and he had like cows and he'd like work out with like jugs of milk or something. Ew. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can see now why I'm not, not in on him. Well, he plowed his way through Ew. block run, but hit a wall on the bouncing spider. Ew, I hate the word plow. Yes. Well, then we have another Caleb, Caleb Bergstrom, the 19 year old ninja coach from the Bergstrom bunch. And this is there's way too many Berg things going on because he's from the Bergstrom bunch and he's one of the baby Bergies. Yeah, I hate this. This family is so creepy. <laughs> where, are they, where are they from? Are they like Mormons or Catholic or something? No, I think I, I, I can't remember the I can't remember if this is the same guy that that uh, like uh, adopted a lot of children um, or if they it's just the same or if it's just like one big family. Um, either way, I remember liking them before. I just really hate baby burgies. Yeah, they're also I don't know. They're really this is all very creepy to me. I don't know. I find acro yoga to be pretty intimate. I would not do it with my brother. <laughs> Acro yoga is weird, in my opinion. Oh no, I love it, and I I do it fairly frequently. But my partner is is a friend of mine. He's not related to me because mm. <laughs> it's it really is a lot of very close touching. Yeah. Uh, well, Caleb is apparently the best of the bunch. Capital that, B. That makes sense. Um, and Akbar says that other ninjas think he could be great, and from what we saw, he's pretty good. Yeah, he made the Ferris wheel look really easy. Yes, very quick through the Ferris wheel, speed uh, sped through the bouncing spider. Uh, very impressive run. He went for the mega wall. He got his fingers on it, but did not get the 10K. However, he did get up on his second attempt and got the 5K. It's so funny that they montage his sister after this. <laughs> yes. Uh, next up was a montage with Caitlin Bergstrom, who went out on the bouncing spider. She also qualified, though, for the city finals. Great. So there, we'll get to see more of the baby burgies. Please stop saying it. <laughs> uh, we also saw Chris fail. He who was a musician who uh, fail failed on off the hook. And I am like 97% convinced that he got the invite because of his name. So yeah. that they could put him in a montage so that they could, they could say fail failed on off the hook. Yeah. At this point, they're just casting people to make it easy for Akbar to make a joke. Matt, whatever. You have but to, no, it, it could be Matt's Akbar. thing. Matt's thing is the puns on the montage. Akbar's thing is the funny yelling things during the run. But Akbar will make some puns on the name during the run. It is always Matt during the montage. You're right. Yes. But he'll Matt will. I mean, Akbar will do the ones that are like I don't know. He'll like shout stuff about people's <laughs> names. Like yeah. I don't know. Doesn't he usually do the rhymes? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Akbar does everything basically, except for this thing, <laughs> which is why you can't take it away from Matt. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I already told him he won the lip sync battle. Isn't that enough for your best friend, Matt Eisman? Uh, finally, we saw Tyrone Poole, the Patriots uh, player who was out on the Ferris wheel. Um, and when they said, oh, legendary Patriots football person, I was like, oh, maybe. No, I don't know who this is. <laughs> Yeah, and he was legit promoted in the intro and then still montaged. Yeah, lots of montages going on. We did see Tony Miles, a poker player who's the runner up in the 2018 World Series of Poker, um, which is a very vague title because there are many different tournaments in the World Series of Poker. I don't know if it was the overall placement that he was a runner up. I wish I knew more. So I asked our friend Colin Stone about this because Colin knows a lot about poker, given that he is a poker player, um, because I wanted to check if it was one of those things that they say, like, legendary poker player. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody's ever heard of him. Colin said that people have heard of him. He knew who he was, but he's only legendary because he went on like one really amazing run in one tournament. And right. that was the one that he came in second. And so it was like a big deal and people do know him, but it's not like he's consistently great at poker. It's just like people know him for this one run. Yes. Uh, I just quickly Googled it. It was the main event, which makes sense. Uh, but you got to specify because the World Series of Poker, it's many different tournaments. The main yeah. event is, of course, the big one. Um, so coming uh, as the runner up in the main event is is a big deal. He made a lot of money on that. Yeah. Definitely. The point is, he's not necessarily like a legendary poker player, like they said, but he is someone that people know. They're not like super exaggerating. Yes. Um, so he is going to make uh, a bet on himself. Uh, he's going to put up $5,000. And I don't remember what the numbers of the bet. I think it was like uh, like 20 he, something to one. He would have gotten 125K if he won. Yes. Okay. So uh, like what, 25 to one? Um, You're the math guy. <laughs> uh, based on the odds of this bet, I uh, estimated that he had about uh, 2% confidence that he would complete this course. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so he puts up $5,000 and he ends up tripping up on block run. Uh, Akbar was saying, uh, quick feet, quick feet. Oh, no, I said quick feet. Why didn't you listen to me, Tony? Yeah, he was also a chess grandmaster. Well, there you go. So, but he couldn't be the chess ninja because that was already taken by the chess ninja skydiving guy who also maybe will teach that. Yes. Um, So next up was Andre Collins, who uh, was from a small town. Great. That's always so fascinating when people happen to be born in towns that are different from mine. He's going to be such a celebrity, guys. Yeah, in the small town i don't know they also say like he had a school record for the most rushing yards and i was just thinking of that scene in big brother where nicole is talking about how only 10 people went to her high school it's like obviously you have the rushing yard record it's like how i was uh in the top three uh triple jumpers at my school yeah exactly of the three of us Mm -hmm. um so he's also five six he works at a furniture store and an airport god i would hate to work at an airport i hate airports hmm well, he had a lot of trouble getting traction on the bouncing spider. I guess they don't make sticky shoes in small towns. Um, but uh, he almost made it through, but ultimately slipped off and uh, went out there. Yeah, uh, it's another thing where I'm like, I'm not really sure why they showed us this. Yes. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. We also we then got um, uh. <laughs> Zuri Zuri uh, saying, "Hey, everyone is buzzing about the power tower ever since we aired it last week." Yeah, sorry, I was rolling my eyes because I thought you were about to move to fire and ice. That we're gonna get crime. there. Okay. But first, I, I wanted to roll my eyes <laughs> okay. at uh, everyone is buzzing about the power tower. I know you're lying. You record these well ahead of time. That has not aired yet. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody is just freaking out. It just goes to show how much people lie about like, hey, everyone's talking about this thing we did. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, well, you know, maybe they just knew that the that Twitter would blow up. I personally could not avoid American Ninja Warrior spoilers in Scotland. Everyone talking <laughs> about the power tower. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Game of Thrones. There's just no other content on a Wednesday night on mm. Twitter. Well, then we get uh, the fire and ice starting. Uh, we're going to first see Michael Johnson, 26 year old gym manager. Akbar says, why is he so shredded? And then we, we find Probably out because he works out. Yeah, it's because he lifts weights. And you know who else lifts weights? Oh, Eddie hell. Stewart. Oh. Uh, he is the uh, <laughs> left, right, double, double guy. Yeah. And so he has teamed up with Michael Johnson, who also likes to lift weights. And they call themselves Fire and Ice because Eddie is a firefighter and Michael has ice in his veins. Yeah, they're definitely hoping that people will remember them more collectively than they did individually, except nobody's ever going to remember either of their names because now they've gone from the left, right, double, double guy fit in the ice and veins guy to fire and ice mm. like i'm never gonna commit these guys names to memory you say that now but in like three or four seasons from now when they introduce the fire and ice tower um we're gonna be like hey now that or no sorry it's gonna be the ice and fire tower <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly but I mean, it still took me a very long time to learn the names of the Towers of Power. And even now, Dan Pelosi, that's the hot one's name, right? Yeah. And Brandon Mears. Got yes. it. <laughs> like, it took me a second to even think of those. Like, when you have these nicknames and you're in, like, a duo, like, why would anybody bother learning your names? You don't have, you don't have to learn the name as long as you've got the, the duo. Okay, but maybe they're trying to promote their Instagrams because they're probably personal trainers, probably trying to get clients. I don't know what their jobs are. <laughs> well, Michael Johnson is a gym manager <laughs> and Eddie is a firefighter. Okay, that's close enough. Oh, man, another firefighter in one of these duos. 
Get your own thing, man. Firefighter, firefighters, they're all about camaraderie. They like yeah, duos. So. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. Brotherhood. Uh, so, uh, Michael, he's going to spend a lot of time before block run and he, like he, he gets to block run. He's like pointing at the crowd. He's doing like, uh, some stuff. And then he's preparing himself. And I'm like, you are really spending a lot of time before this obstacle. If you fail in this obstacle, it's gonna, it's not gonna be good. Um, and he did fail in that obstacle. Yeah. And apparently he's a guy that we pencil in for Vegas every year. Yeah. He's done it like twice. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I would like count on him going there. <laughs> Once you're part of a duo, you're an I, establishment. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yes, he goes into the water, and we are not going to see fire and ice in uh, in the city finals. I think we'll see fire. Well, uh, but we won't see fire and ice. Oh, sorry. Saying. Well, ice might be there. Next up was RJ Roman, the 22 year old musician. Uh, his package was basically just like, Hey, remember this guy? You probably don't, but you should because he's real good and he did real good last year. He was he second was, only to the kid. Yeah. He was, well, as a rookie. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was so good. He was on the skills comp, which yeah. is weird. Wasn't he on the salmon ladder or something? I don't know. You, you cannot ask me to recall any detail of the three hour skills special. Uh, well, he speeds through the course, just hops off the, uh, the, on, on bouncing spider, he grabs one of those, uh, those pillars. And instead of hooking his leg around the, uh, the little, uh, bump that most people hook their leg around to, to get over, uh, and dismount, he, he just lets go of the pillar and then grabs the ledge, just mm-hmm. transfers his arms, which I was like, why don't more people do that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, This is a guy that like earlier about Michael Johnson, they were like, why is this guy so shredded? Why is this guy so shredded? What does RJ Roman do? Like, I know that he's he's a a musician. Yeah, he's a musician. And Matt says something about like, oh, his grip strength from playing guitar. And it's like, I know it's not that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's used to shredding. Uh, Yeah. Shredding the guitar and shredding his bod. Uh, well, he had a lot of confidence on the course, really just sped through the whole thing. He had a little bit of trouble on the Ferris wheel, but he did get through and speeds right up the wall for the fastest time of the night thus far. Yep. Go, RJ. I wonder uh, what his band is called. I think I have Googled this before and I think pretty we did. much nothing came up. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, 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 uh, we Googled it and then I named the band. Yeah. Muness. How do you spell that? E-M-U-N-E-S-S. That's a terrible band name. It's so like, says you. It's like a female uh, emu. <laughs> emu ness. <laughs> that could be what it's called. Uh, I'd play some of their music for you, but <laughs> I probably don't have the rights to it. <laughs> um, Are they expensive? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so then we have a montage starting with eddie stewart the uh left right double double guy he uh he couldn't make it up the warped wall though it's just uh i guess it's a little too heavy being so shredded yeah Yeah. uh then we had emily durham who uh was just about to get through the bouncing spider but fell back and she is also going to qualify uh the number three spot in the top five women 
This was the wakeboarding lady. Yes, wakeboarding lady. And then Nick Yoakum, whose wife was freaking out as he ran, which I thought was adorable. Um, and he smacks into the wall on the bouncing spider and she runs up and is like, I love you so much. Yeah, my only note is Nick Yoakum has a very emotional wife. Uh, lucky guy. Um, <laughs> then we had Alyssa Barcelona. 24-year-old college student um, who tore both of her ACL. Oh, this was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> she tore her right ACL or her left one first. I don't remember. Then she tore her left ACL. Then she retore her right one. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, okay, no more doing that. <laughs> then she got into a car accident and tore them again. Uh, and I was like, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know much about a torn ACL, but I guess it must be something where like once I have it's like blacking out from drinking. It's like once it happens once, it happens a lot more. I guess so. Because uh, I don't think I've ever heard of somebody getting a torn ACL from a car accident. So it must be something that's like they were just already vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, well, this was not great. Yeah, but um, she's so impressive that she yes. still does anything. I would wrap myself in a weighted blanket and never go outside if I tore a total of five ACLs. Yeah, it was. It's really like when you when you hear about somebody injuring themselves that often, you just I, I start to look at them differently. I, like I look at them like they're like a toddler who just like can't help themselves but get hurt. <laughs> Like, no, pad them up or something. Yeah, bubble boy. It's, it's like, just stop doing any athletics. It's like that lady that survived, like, three different boats sinking. <laughs> like, um, stop going on boats, bitch. I mean, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so then, so she slams into the final block and block run, uh, which looked brutal, but she did get through it. Uh, and at this point, Akbar is just is, is so impressed. He, Matt, she's got bionic knees. She's got bionic knees. I, I'm going to give her a new nickname. She's the bionic ninja. I think that she probably has the opposite of bionic knees from what it sounds like. Sounds like her (laughs) knees are made of jello. Well, but not anymore. Uh, Okay. I mean, they've been remade into bionic knees. Five times, though. I feel like they've made her stronger, better, faster. No, they haven't. If she keeps re-tearing them, then they're just putting a rubber band in there. That's all they're doing. Yes. Well, she gets to the Ferris wheel. And she gets all the way up and through the first Ferris wheel. Um, but she's just kind of hanging there, mm-hmm. like full, full arms outstretched, hanging. Um, it does not look great, but does manage to tr- transition. Um, and this is when I saw that the handles of the Ferris wheel were not quite as difficult as I, as I initially thought. Um, they're like full on lipped handles they're not they're not straight like parts of the um the 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 cliffhanger um it's uh it's it's like you can fully grip your whole hand on these things um which i think made made more sense why people were able to get as far as they did when they looked like they were struggling right Um, yeah so uh so she did get all the way over she was very close, but ultimately ran out of strength and went down on the Ferris wheels. Um, but she is also going to qualify, of course, uh, in the top five women. Yes, of course. Uh, she was actually just two seconds behind the 30th 
uh, qualifier uh, overall. Nice. So, so she almost she qualified almost, outright. Almost qualified outright. Yeah. Next up, Lita's actual favorite, Rui Ori. Wait, we're just going to skip by Kevin Carbone having a dog? This was, the, this was called Lita's heart eyes segment of the episode. But his dog didn't oh make it up. I don't care. I, oh God, I love a man with a dog. Anyway, yeah, let's talk about Rui Ori. Uh, this was uh, officially my first cry of the season. Mm. Um, between these two episodes, this, oh God, this, I was a mess. <laughs> yes. Uh, he runs a foundation called, uh, Wallace in, in, in honor of his, uh, his, his lost dog who was, uh, a, 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 foster adopted dog um slash that, frisbee champion yes that became a frisbee well, i don't know what they call him frisbee dog yeah champion and he was a really cute pit bull yes and uh so he has been raising money for that uh, foundation and trying to help place pets with uh, adopted uh, parents, and he is uh, of course here to continue to raise awareness for that uh, that cause mm-hmm Yes, and I'm very happy for him. Yes, and we're giving the heads up that the Secret Life of Pets people have a surprise for him at the end of his run. Yeah, this would have been funny if he fell on the first obstacle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, another thing to note, he did have music in his package. Ooh, was Mm. it like real, like a song that you recognized? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't recognize most songs. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. I I didn't note any uh, any licensed material. Yes. Well, he did complete the course. Uh, so the the trend holds. Although they did not bring the music back when he completed the course, it was regular oh. complete the course music. Yeah, but they had something else to do. Yes. Uh, so they brought him over to the dog warped wall, and they had a, a big thing that unfurled. And uh, the secret life of pets gave him twenty thousand dollars for his foundation. Yeah, they gave him Sia money. Yes. And uh, <laughs> if, again, they, they kind of watched American Ninja Warrior. She would they, give it to Riori. They, they did kind of need that money ultimately, but uh, too late. <laughs> they gave it away. I wonder if that factors into their budget. You know how you can look up budgets for yeah. movies? Like, is that $20,000 included? Well, it uh, it depends because uh, usually the marketing stuff is not uh, as easy to track. Yeah, it's just like promotional material. But this one, this one is. Add, add that to the budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also makes you wonder, like, they gave him $20,000, right? So that's yeah. part of, like, that's what he got. I wonder how much the show got. yeah. I mean, listen, I'm saying the Secret Life of Pets has the biggest marketing budget I have ever seen. Yeah. And it apparently didn't pay off, according to you. Nope. I mean, it was number one. It was just not not a great number one. Yeah. Well, it's not up against very much right now. Yeah. It was uh, not not great. Um, so uh, so let's see. Um, it says the budget for Secret Life of Pets 2 estimated $80 million. Okay. Yeah. And it made $47 million. Uh, domestically oh, that's not bad this weekend opening weekend um, it might make it back it, well worldwide it's already made that budget back but you have to account for marketing which is obviously a lot yeah um, and that's better than i thought it would do and i think the the previous one was uh you know they made a significant profit on so this is a, a disappointing results mm, i see yeah. Well, the fir- okay. So, in comparison, the the first one opened uh, with over a hundred million in the opening weekend. Oh well, yeah, that's a lot more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, 
right now am just going to tell everybody to go see Booksmart instead. Oh, I still need to see that. Yeah, you do. Oh my god, it's so good. All right. Well, Rui Yori completes completes the course. Music doesn't come back. Gets twenty thousand dollars. Um, I wonder what would have happened if he made it up the mega. He would have gotten thirty thousand dollars. Ten k. Yeah, the ten thousand is like his. I feel like this twenty thousand is a donation to his foundation. I'm sure he would have put the money into his foundation. Maybe, but maybe he's got bills to pay. Uh, all right. Well, then we have a montage starting with TJ McCallum, who was slow on the shrinking steps and he ends up falling there. And Akbar says, oh, you know, it's bad when your mama's laughing at you. <laughs> that is astute. Then we get Ryan Stratus, who is montage. And I was like, uh oh, mm-hmm. but he gets through the course. Then he goes to the mega wall. And I'm like, OK, they're montaging because he fails at the mega wall. Then he gets up the mega wall on his first try and makes $10,000. And for the first time, we get a montaged mega wall finish. Uh, and it's not going to be our only one. And it's not the only one. Uh, and it's Ryan Stratus. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Super weird. Um, I, I think they're trying to like, they're trying to hide how many mega wall finishes there were. Oh, yeah. So that they can still make it special when it. Like happens once per episode. Um, I'm confused about how Grace Sims and Ryan Stratus ran here and Brett Sims didn't. It's the ways of American Ninja Warrior (laughs) are vast and mysterious. I mean, he cannot be comprehended. Yeah. Okay. Just seems like they would have them all run together, but. Um, so next up is Travis Rosen, the 44 year old stock trader who broke his ankle in several places in Vegas last year. Wasn't sure if he'd ever be able to not only run the course, but just run, I think, in general again. I really wish they hadn't shown us his really disgusting ankle. It was real gross multiple <laughs> times. Yeah, it was very close. Over up. and over. I did not want to see it. Um, he said he, he was... Okay, so the way he presents this story, he's like, so I went to my family and I told them that I was going to go back on the show. And I was like, well, obviously they won't want him to do that. And he was like, I thought they were going to be like cheering. And I was like, how do I know your family better than you do? Like, why would they want that? Especially he's like, my my daughter like cried and was like, don't do it. Yeah, I'm sure that was a traumatic experience for her. Watching your dad get just like totally broken on national television. Yeah, uh, he still has screws and a plate in his ankle, and it's uh, it's braced there. He's the bionic ankle. <laughs> no, it's not not quite bionic. We'll get there. Okay, <laughs> there is a new name. Um, he uh, he has always completed the qualifying course in every of the nine times that he's done it. So he's looking to keep that perfect record. Uh, he is definitely trying to keep off the ankle. I could tell. Um, I think when he landed on off the hook, he like landed hard on his other foot and then kind of a little bit on the side of the uh, the affected ankle foot. Um, but he did hit it a little hard on block run, but he, he got through. Um, he had a little bit of trouble dismounting on the Ferris wheel, but he does get to the uh, the warped wall, completes the course, hits the buzzer with the injured foot. And then Travis Rosen did have music in his package and it did come back. Nice. 
Um, and does he get a new nickname besides the Ageless Wonder? Yes. And this one does not come from Akbar. It actually comes from Matt. He says, we're going to have to start calling him the unbreakable Ageless Wonder. Yeah, like Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> I've always said that Travis, Travis Rosen reminds me of Ellie Kemper. Mm, makes sense. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, this was this was good, though. I'm very happy to see Travis uh, back, you know, doing well. Uh, and it was uh, an inspiring run. Yes, he's a very impressive person. Yes. Uh, it, it also, I mean, to 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 the credit of American Ninja Warrior, they do kind of have to remind you how old he is because he doesn't look that old. It's because he's the ageless wonder. Yeah, he doesn't have an age. Well, let's not go that far. He we doesn't need, have one. He, he is needs, ageless. He needs to have one in order to not have one. You hear what I'm saying? Like, no. Because <laughs> you wouldn't call me an ageless wonder. Like, an ageless wonder? As a, as a 27 year old, you wouldn't be like, he's ageless. Yeah, because you're 27. You have an age. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you need, but you need to have an age in order to then not have an age. Disregard it. No, it's stupid. Uh, Dumb conversation. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Gavel. <laughs> Next up is uh, another montage starting with Charity LeBlanc, who was a fish out of water on Block Run. This is the uh, woman that is a mermaid on Instagram with over a million followers. Ugh, yeah, this is not my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Neil Craver, who went for the mega wall and failed. And then Josiah Singleton, the country boy that completes the course. OK, yeah. does he have do we know him? No, they just okay. called him a country boy. Sure. Deshaun Harris is up next, 27-year-old teacher. He's got a lot of students there cheering him on, um, but he trips up at Block Run, and that was about it. Yeah, uh, teachers are great. Yeah. Next up was Tim Sagwinson. I'm sure you nailed it. I did not write this down. Yeah. Uh, 45-year-old artist, he calls himself the Paper Cut Ninja, and uh, I felt like this was uh, sneakily clever, that he ends up getting what is normally the testimonial package, with oh. a lot of other ninjas <laughs> commenting in his package, because he has made little paper versions of them, and they are, they're commenting on those. Yeah, and they're all like, oh, it looks just like me, it's so cute. Yeah, I feel like um, you should just give like really good gifts to all the other ninjas to get on their radar. Yes. And then we saw uh, JJ Woods with uh, with a big version of his face, which was yeah. pretty funny. Uh, and Akbar and Matt had paper versions of themselves up on the podium. Yes. Be cute. Yes. Uh, but he ends up getting caught on the rope of the shrinking steps and spends a little too long trying to build momentum on off the hook and just can't make the transition. Yeah. But now he gets to promote his art. Yes. Next up was another montage, starting with Booty Cothran, who was out on the Bouncing Spider, who will not be advancing to the city finals. Sad. Then Devin Harrelson, who's uh, Dougie Fresh, who apparently had a training accident that fractured his skull. A train accident? Training. Oh, Jesus. That's even uh, weirder. I would assume that your skull would get fractured in a train accident, but... <laughs> How did they you showed a little clip of it? Training. He like crashed into the floor or something. Why don't you have mounts underneath you? I just look. Uh, he ends up failing at the dismount of the Ferris wheel, but he was the thirtieth place 
qualifier for the city finals uh, just ahead of Alyssa Barcelona. So he is going to be seen in the city finals. And then Chad Hone, who completed the course with blood on his face for the second time. Is this one of these guys that you treat differently because he keeps getting injured? Apparently. This is absurd. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the only person to complete a course or even just have blood on his face, I think, at all. And he has now done it twice. Maybe he has a floofy face. That's just like really easy to puncture. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, It's really crazy. (laughs) <laughs> I think Siri was like, so are you going to just keep doing this? He's like, it's like, I, like I, I, yeah, I this is his brand. He's the bloody face ninja. I guess so. It's, uh, he's got to, he's got, you, you got to, you got to think like fire and ice. You got to brand everything. Yeah. Marketing. Um, like the secret. Next up talk. was, yes. Next up was Jessica Clayton, the 37 year old IT consultant who, uh, they mention many, 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 many times that she really wants to be the first mother to complete a qualifying course. Um, and then they cut to her and she's like, yeah, I totally want to be the first mother that completes the qualifying course. <laughs> like that a hundred percent had not occurred to her. They, it was like very obviously a question that was put to right. her that she was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and then she never mentions yeah. it herself again. Because who would keep track of a stat like that besides like us? But we famously yes. don't care about these like, oh my God, she's the fourth woman with three kids to ever make it past the fifth obstacle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't care. Um, well, she does take pride in being a mother, I, I think. <laughs> I would think that most do. Most mothers do. Well, you know, to different levels, I think. I don't know. I I personally know very few mothers. Okay. <laughs> I don't ask mine. them. I don't ask them how many, yeah, mine. Uh, my brothers. Oh wait, no, that's the same one. Um, I don't ask all of the mothers that I encounter how much pride on a scale from one to ten they take in being a mother. Well, maybe you should start. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Just trying to conduct research for a podcast. Oh, I'm just curious. Yeah. Oh, what's the podcast about? American Ninja Warrior. That makes sense. If you were to be the first mother to complete a qualifying (laughs) course on American Ninja Warrior, how much pride would you take in that accomplishment? (laughs) And in being a mother in general as a result. Um, So she spends a lot of time on the dismount of Off the Hook, barely makes it through Block Run, uh, has to really muscle through the dismount of the Bouncing Spider, and uh, just she's she's having a little bit of a tough run but she's really making it through very very impressive run but it is taking her a long time and i think that's all going to contribute toward her ultimate failure on the warped wall yeah why did they do this with like being the first mother to finish a qualifying course being such a big deal and then she comes so close and doesn't i don't like that for the next one that comes the next qualifying course a year from now the next mother that oh, finishes a qualifying course. Just to make Jessica Clayton feel bad? Well, you to build up the it. next person so they feel good. Yeah, whatever. Um, so she was the first one that I saw, as Matt pointed out very smartly, using her momentum on the Ferris wheel to climb to the next uh, handle. So because those things spin or, uh, or like tilt back and forth, essentially. So she was uh, like 
uh, moving her hips back and forth to get momentum so that her, her, the side that she was lifting up would be higher so that she had less distance to travel. That was very different than how most people were doing it, which were, who were just like staying still and then reaching all the way up. Yeah. Um, without the momentum. So, uh, she smartly gets through that, uh, that Ferris wheel obstacle. Yeah. We stand. Yes. Ultimately, on her third attempt, got her fingers on top of the wall, but falls short and is going to fail there. She is going to be the only woman qualifier in the top 30 and the top woman qualifier overall. Hooray! One woman qualified. (laughs) Next up is another montage, starting with Ellie Cohen, who is the world's strongest mandolinist who hit a sour note on the bouncing spider. Is that stiff competition? I would assume not, because <laughs> like everyone's buzzing about this, I'm pretty sure it's just completely made up. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we had Morgan Moose Wright, who went uh, out on the Ferris wheel, failed at the dismount of the Ferris wheel. And I believe he did not qualify for the city finals. R.I.P. Yes. Then we saw Kevin Carbone, who got off the mega wall. <laughs> On his first try and got $10,000. Yeah, okay. He is now much wealthier. He has a dog. <laughs> Eventually, if I say it enough, I feel like somebody who listens to this podcast has to know him and tell him to call me. I mean, it's got to happen at some point. Somebody, please. I've already followed him on Instagram. Tell him to DM me. Uh, maybe you have to make the first move here. I don't know. So right now, I'm... I'm focusing on uh this guy who's a bartender in dc just got he quit the bachelorette um he was just like kind of over it being like really bad circumstances for him or whatever and now i have to wait a couple weeks because he's probably getting flooded with dms right now and i don't even find him cute i just you know want to grab a drink with him and get some tea so right now Uh, that's my reality tv focus but kevin carbone i've been on this since before he had ten thousand dollars and i knew he had a dog so you know i'm not shallow He's he's uh, my well, true my true reality TV crush. <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll see. We'll we'll keep track of this this story as we move through the yeah, season. Yeah, please, listeners, all seven of you, <laughs> make an effort here. Uh, so then we move on to Tyler Gillette, twenty three, uh, who has no title card and no package, and just uh, speeds through the course. Uh, he even climbed, he, he did something very smart. He climbs an extra rung on the Ferris wheel before it drops. Mm-hmm. So instead of going all the way and dropping all the way down, he kept another hand on the previous handle and then sp- kind of spun the wheel down and then climbed up as it fell so that he would not have to climb all the way down at the bottom, which was very difficult for a lot of people, especially because after it falls, the handle is swinging back and forth really, uh, you know, really fast. It's hard to grab it. Um, so. That helped him out, and he went straight up the regular wall to beat RJ's time and gets a spot competing on the Power Tower. Yeah, like anybody has a chance on the Power Tower. <laughs> like, yeah. I would so just go for the 10,000 no matter what if, like, I knew that Drew Dreschel was in the same city as me. Yeah, uh, and also, like, uh, how, how I've talked about it before, you know, Tyler Gillette, you know, maybe could... I think be somebody that eventually does well enough to be a, a contender to win the whole right. thing. But right now, probably yeah. not the case. And if that's the case, then just take the money where you can yeah, get it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Drew Dreschel, uh, I feel like had, we'll talk about it, but had the sort of opposite approach. And I felt like he should have been more focused on the power tower because I feel like that's more important uh, for him. Yeah, not that it matters. <laughs> um, 
Yes, not that it ended up <laughs> mattering at all. Um, but, uh, then we have another montage. I think this was a previously or before these runs or whatever. Uh, we saw Ashley Harrell, who was a skateboarding nurse who flatlined on the bouncing spider. Okay. And then Ben Wilson, who, uh, who's a pharmacist said, who called himself farm strong, uh, whose grip gave out on the Ferris wheel. I hate, I don't approve. Yes, uh, he did qualify for the city finals. Okay. Then we see Drew Dreschel. He's been the fastest in qualifying the last few years. He wants to hit, the, he wants the mega wall. He failed it last time. He wants it this time. He's been practicing. Um, and he's basically saying, uh, I, I feel like, I think I read like an interview. He was like, yeah, power tower. Don't mind. It's the, it's the mega wall I oh, want. Wow. Uh, and I feel like he, uh, you know, that's, I agree. I think that, Winning the city final power tower to get that do over mm -hmm. is significantly more important than $10,000 if you're judicial, because if you're judicial, then, you know, if you have one little slip up and you get to try again, that's massive right. because he could win a million dollars. So, you know, but it doesn't matter because he can do both. The true question is, why is he wearing skinny jeans? <laughs> I don't know. He always wears pants. Yeah, but he usually wears sort of like cargo pants that seem a little looser. Yeah. The skinny jeans seem quite restrictive. He's trying a new look, I guess. I guess. I think I just saw that he uh, he announced he's having a baby. So maybe yes. yeah. trying out the new dad look. Uh, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, his girlfriend, April, is pregnant. Congrats to them. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, the, t the top two contenders, Drew and Joe, both going to be dads. Are they the top two contenders? In my opinion. I feel like Sean Bryan is up there. I agree. I agree. I just feel like uh, he needs one more season in the in the in stage three, I think. Yeah. We'll see. Before before he like really settles in. Yeah. Um so Drew, he takes he takes on the course. He's a little bit off balance on block run, but he manages to get through. He uses the same strategy as Tyler on the Ferris wheel, and he ends up going for the mega wall and gets up the mega wall. On his first try, ends up with the second fastest time of the night. Yes, and RJ Roman is pressed. Yes. <laughs> so then we make it to the Power Tower. Um, and uh, for as much fun as I will make of the name of the Power Tower, uh, I do still enjoy it. This is still like, <clears throat> usually when we get to the end of these episodes, I'm like, oh, okay, finally. <laughs> through this uh but this time with these new added elements i am excited to see the the end of the episode because we get to see stuff like uh you know are they gonna get the fastest time are they gonna go for the mega wall and what's gonna happen with the power tower and so we see drew versus tyler on the power tower yeah it's tough fun and like we said last yes. week like the stakes add a lot to it Yes. And, uh, it's, they say that Drew legitimately apparently just ran. According oh, to them. Yeah. According I mean, to we'll them. See. Um, so Drew takes a slight lead at the start, um, as they go up the steps and then go across. He, uh, as they go down the pole of the power tower and Drew is ahead. And so Tyler tries to make a big move and cross the beam as early as he can, but he ends up tripping up and falling. And so uh, that's going to allow Drew to take the win. Now, interestingly, apparently this does not mean there that Tyler is out. He can still climb back up uh, oh. on and, and try to finish. Yeah. But uh, but obviously, you know, with having lost that much time, um, he's going to have uh, be hard pressed to beat Drew Dreschel. But 
it made me wonder, like, what if he fell anywhere else? <laughs> yeah. Like, what if he fell before the part where he walks across the beam? Does he climb back up on the beam and then just continue from there? Or does he have to go back up the steps? Like, I, I don't understand. I truly have no idea. But I also feel like there's a huge advantage in just being Drew Dreschel because that automatically psychs out the other person. And I like the other person is like, I have to just totally go for broke and yeah. more likely to make mistakes. I mean, I think that's why RJ and Tyler both went for broke on the course itself. Yeah, like, totally. we're we're competing for one of one of the two places. Right, exactly. She's going to be there in one of yeah. them. Um, so ultimately, we we get to our top thirty here with Tyler Gillette in the top spot uh, with a minute and seven seconds, with Drew just behind him at a minute and eight seconds, uh, who got the mega wall. 10k and also won the speed pass on the power tower um then we had rj roman caleb bergstrom who got up the mega wall on his second attempt uh and it should be noted that uh tyler drew and rj both uh, all had you know a minute seven minute eight minute 16 and then caleb was down at two minutes yeah so significant difference between the top three and the rest of the competitors. Uh, we then saw Jody Freeman, Kevin Carbone, who went up the mega wall and got $10,000. Travis Rosen, Kenny Nimitalo. So surprised that he was not shown yeah. at all. Um, Brett Sims did compete. What the heck? Uh, there he is right there. Oh, my God. The show. He um, has to make another beard bet to get shown. I guess so. Uh, Jordan Hatton, uh, Casey Suhaki was also there. Uh, Josiah Singleton, Chris Howard, Ryan Stratus, who got up the mega wall and get, made $10,000. Rue Yori, uh, Chad Hone, uh, Rochambeau, uh, Do, Do, Dois, Doisin, Doichin, I don't know. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Um, John DeLulo, who also made it up the mega wall, or no, sorry, failed at the mega wall, I believe. Um, John DeLulo failed at the mega wall. Neil Craver also failed at the mega wall. And then Eddie Stewart, who failed at the regular warped wall. Jessica Clayton, who also failed at the regular warped wall. And then Travis Rust, who failed at the Ferris wheel, as well as everyone else uh, who made it. Uh, uh, Kirill Rebovitz, uh, sorry, Repkovitz. (laughs) Ronald Washington, Caleb uh, Auer, um, Lucas Gomez. One of the isn't he one of the yeah. Brasty Bros? Yeah. <laughs> I immediately was like, wait a minute, Gomez, yeah. Lucas Gomez, what? Uh, ben Wilson, Glenn Davis, Tyrone Poole, and Devin Harrelson. Uh, so a lot of big names that were completely left off the episode. Yeah, not even what is the point of not even montaging them when we saw so many randos montaged? Yeah. It's, they had better names. I guess so. Or they want to make the course seem harder so they like don't even show a lot of people that finished. Yeah. Yes, there were a lot of finishers. Yeah. A lot of finishers. Um, and then, of course, the top five women. Jessica Clayton, who failed at the Warped Wall. Alyssa Barcelona, who failed at the Ferris Wheel. And then Emily Durham, who failed at the Bouncing Spider, as well as Caitlin Bergstrom and Grace Sims, mm-hmm. who all failed at the Bouncing Spider. So there you go. That was Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, I guess they took the episode off for, was it the Stanley Cup? Is that why they did it? Yeah. That may, no, that makes basketball. sense. Uh, basketball was also on last night, but I think NBC was showing the Stanley Cup because that's 
uh, hockey is always on NBC Sports, but I guess for the final, should have just said sports. We would have well, been right, Taryn. Uh, no matter what, your beloved team, the Boston Bruins, lost. Yeah, because <laughs> I love them so much. Um, yeah, I'm very happy for the St. Louis Blues. Um, I don't care about basketball at all, but everybody seems to be happy that Toronto won. I've, I don't understand how all of a sudden everybody cares about basketball. I've literally never heard anybody talk about basketball in my entire <laughs> life. And now all of a sudden everybody is like up in arms about basketball. I think it's because people are happy because it's Canada's only team in the NBA, the Toronto Rapper, Raptors. And so people feel like all of Canada got a victory last night and everybody loves Canada. You love Canada. But I thought people were mad at them because they like cheered at an injury or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I am literally just going off of what I see on my Twitter feed, which is like, I would assume that yours is similarly just people love Canada because Big Brother Canada is so good. <laughs> well, it's it's also people that are mad at Canada. I, I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen very much of that. You got a lot of Golden State Warrior fans. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of the Golden State Warriors, um, Stephen Curry, who is the big star of the Golden State Warriors. Did you see the promos for his new show? It's called Holy Moly. And it is a combination between mini golf and an obstacle course. And Taryn, (laughs) we have to do a one-off. We have to. Holy moly. It's the world's most extreme mini golf challenge. ABC will premiere the miniature golf (laughs) competition. This was made for us. We both love mini golf. In each episode, a dozen contestants compete on an epic obstacle golf course. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) The promo images. (laughs) People dressed up in golf gear doing like... like, I don't know. I don't know what you call it. I I don't know. I'm not looking at whatever image you're looking at. Like... (laughs) Like bragging moves, oh, like, like showboating. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I have received several requests uh, to cover Holy Moly. <laughs> Kofner said the producers saw how fitness enthusiasts dominate other TV competition <laughs> series and wanted to create a show that most anyone could partake in. That's so funny. And the the ad is like the commercial. So I saw this because it was um, The Bachelorette is on ABC. So this is like the commercial every single commercial break. And one of the ads was like, we found like the best mini golfers in the world to compete in this guy. And I'm like, how can you even measure that? There's like, this is obviously just random people who applied and like, like mini golf. I mean, I, I would, I would say that I'm one of the best mini golfers in the country. Maybe I, I why didn't they contact I me? I do know that you enjoy mini golf. I'm going mini golfing next weekend. There Very you excited. Go. I like it I'm much. looking at some of the images of, <laughs> of the courses. They are pretty extreme. They're, they're pretty extreme. They are not exaggerating. Okay, so anyway, that's our plug for Holy Moly. <laughs> Starring Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry, I guess. It's time for the tea. And I'm, this type doesn't involve the Kardashians. Steph Curry. It's an- Whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, I, I forgot you couldn't hear that. I just started to play oh. <laughs> a news segment about it. Yeah, Taryn just broke that It started with, it's time for the tea. <laughs> And I'm not talking about the Kardashians. Yeah, <laughs> give us the tea. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I think I think that I think that woman is the is the um, part is part of the the show. What what woman? 
Jeannie, Jeannie, my who the person who said it's time for the tea. Oh. <laughs> Or maybe, maybe, okay, maybe that's uh, so excited. Oh, no, they're interviewing her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Season premiere Thursday, June 20th. Great. Next Thursday. Uh, this coming Thursday. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, that was Holy moly. We'll think about doing a one-off turn. Does not seem committed. Uh, I want to see a crossover. Between what? I want to see... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Drew Dreschel uh, <laughs> on Holy Moly. Like switch all the Holy. And I want to see the top Holy Moly competitor take on the American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Course. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, they're different networks, mm. so I don't think that's going to work out. Yeah. What else? I don't think I watch any shows on ABC. Uh, you don't watch Fresh Off the Boat? No. Oh, I I don't know. <laughs> that's a good show. I like that show. Oh. Um, Blackish. No. You're not a big sitcom guy. No. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I don't know. You watched Community. <laughs> yeah. I well, I mean, pretty much most like major network TV shows I'm just not watching anymore. Yeah. I've got, I've kind of got uh the good place, but that's ending soon. Yeah, that's NBC. Yeah. I hear yeah. NBC is where the good sitcoms are. Yeah, and even even then, it's like uh what's left? The good place. Superstore? <laughs> oh yeah, you Superstore do watch Superstore. Yeah. Can't get into it. It was on. My, it was an option on my plane to Scotland that I went on. Oh, see, that's a um, perfect plane show. Yeah, I watched. Um, Can you ever forgive me with Melissa McCarthy? And I watched. I watched that. Um, and I tried to watch um, Into the Spider Verse. Spider Verse, and fe- oh. I fell asleep so instantly. <laughs> no, don't watch that on a plane. <laughs> it was like so out. I fell asleep like instantly and then woke up when Peter Porker was introducing himself and thought that I was having some weird dream. I was like, what That's is such this a movie? Good movie. <laughs> Everyone needed to watch it in theaters and if you didn't, then you failed at life. Oh, yeah. not Famously not a superhero guy. Me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's what we've got for you. <laughs> Go see the, uh, what was it, Booksmart? Go see Booksmart. Um, what else is coming out in terms of movies? Uh, late night, yeah, late night, yeah. Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling, looking forward to it. Um, and also, uh, season premiere of Big Little Lies. I'm, j- I'm just promoting go. all content that stars women. Do do we think that, uh, because Big Little Lies it, it, it opened, had a big splash, mm-hmm. very, very big, but sometimes these shows they have a big first season. You get to the second season and then uh, it's kind of like it dies down. I think second season, not as good. I think it's a show that is prestigious enough that people like got really into it and it got a lot of especially acting nominations. But it's not so prestigious that like if it gets ridiculous, people will not be on board. You know what I mean? Because people are really in it for the performances. But but will it maintain the prestige? I don't know. I I don't know if it will maintain the prestige. But what I'm saying is that I think people are going to be so into it because like the fans will watch it's freaking Meryl Streep and we'll watch her, Laura Dern, Reese Witherspoon, freaking like, um, just Nicole Kidman. Like it's such amazing and amazing cast that we just want to see them be over the top and ridiculous. Well, there you go. Um, and then, uh, Ooh, next week we got toy story. Oh, I will not see toy story. Child's the the play. third one, uh, made me cry too much. Well, there you go. <laughs> it was way too sad. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been kind of a slow, slow run for movies. Well, Avengers and John Wick just came out and yeah. it was like dominated everything. Oh, d- John Wick. Was Taryn, good. did you watch Always Be My Maybe? 
No. You should watch it. I think that you'll like it. I don't know. I haven't even heard of it. It's a new Netflix rom-com. Oh, Netflix. It's really, Netflix. it's really funny. Netflix movies are my blind spot. I have no way of tracking yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. They just come out. Nobody with keeps no track of all of the movies fanfare. that come out only on Netflix. Right. Um, well, it's really, really, really funny. Um, very good. All right. Our light watch. <laughs> so that's what we've got for you. Thank you so much for joining us on the American Ninja Warrior movie uh, podcast. Uh, it's it's fitting that we talk about movies because this is the uh, secret life of pets that neither of us actually saw yeah. um, this episode. So uh, that's what we've got for you. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, the American Ninja Warrior Rehap Up podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taron. Lita. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lita Tweeted. You can also find Taryn on Instagram. That's true. Um, I need to post things. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Lita Grand. Um, and you can also check out my blog, LitaWrote.wordpress.com. Um, it's, I have not posted while I've been abroad, um, but I will post soon. <laughs> I'm now trying to think of like various social media sites that could get you to do Lita other things. Like a like a like a surfing social media site where you Lita surf. That just sounds like I'm on the internet. Um, Lita climbed. But well, yeah, okay. So my hashtag when I was doing that thing on my spirit journey, when every city I went to, I went to a mm. new um, a new climbing gym. The hashtag that I used to just like keep all my posts in one place was Lita climbs America. And then I realized partway through this obviously should have been Lita climbed. <laughs> this was so wow. dumb. <laughs> I am on to something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, Lita also podcasted. <laughs> yeah, she did. In this, in this podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, do, do we have any reviews? Oh, I didn't check. Um, people just leave reviews. This podcast has gone long enough. <laughs> um, She'll check. Leave reviews and I will check next week. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. I will see you next time. Good morning, everyone. I've got a question to ask. Do you want to be a ninja? Taryn and Lita will tell you how. They can't do it themselves because they're not that strong. This is the American Ninja Warrior Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.